Hello, this is Anvati from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 2nd of September. The Supreme Court today granted interim bail to activist Tista Sitalwad. She was accused of fabricating documents to file cases in relation to the 2002 Gujarat riots. Tista was taken into police custody in June. She had filed a bail plea over the Gujarat Police FIR over the allegations against her. Earlier, the Gujarat High Court had rejected her bail plea, following which the matter was escalated to the Supreme Court. Her challenge against the Gujarat High Court order was heard by a bench of Chief Justice of India, UU Lalit, and Justices S. Ravindra Bhatt and Sudhanshu Dhulia. The bench also noted that the offences alleged against Tista pertain to the year 2002. And at best, the concerned documents were sought to be presented till 2012. Sitalwad has been asked to surrender her passport with the trial court until the Gujarat High Court decides on her final bail. The Apex Court observed that Sitalwad had been in custody for two months and was entitled to relief till the Gujarat High Court decides on her bail. Sitalwad will be released after the bail formalities. India's first indigenous aircraft carrier, IAC-1, was commissioned as Indian naval ship INS Vikrant this morning, with Prime Minister Narendra Modi presiding over the commissioning ceremony. The ceremony was held at the Cochin Shipyard Limited in Kochi, where Modi also unveiled the new naval ensign or Nishan. He said the adoption of the new insignia, which is a blue octagonal shape with the national emblem atop an anchor, Superimposed on a shield with the Navy's motto is a sign that India has removed a burden of slavery off its chest. During the ceremony, the Prime Minister stated that India has entered the list of countries that can build large warships indigenously. Vikrant has infused new confidence, he said. Additionally, he said that women officers will also be posted on INS Vikrant and that all branches of the Navy are now inducting women officers. The 45,000-ton warship was built at a cost of Rs 20,000 crore and took almost 13 years at Cochin Shipyard to complete, including years of planning, designing and execution by the Indian Navy. INS Vikrant has been designed by the Warship Design Bureau, earlier known as the Directorate of Naval Design, which is the Indian Navy's in-house design organisation. The aircraft carrier, which is 262 metres long and 62 metres wide, is the largest warship to be built in India. INS Vikrant, in the beginning, will have MIG fighters and some choppers. The Navy is in the process of procuring 26 deck-based aircraft, having narrowed down some Boeing and Dassault aircrafts. A clash broke out between Congress and BJP workers in Kamareddy district in Telangana today. Several members from both the parties were injured in the clash. The fight broke out during Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman's visit to the area. Several Youth Congress workers attempted to block Sitaraman's convoy and clashed with BJP workers and police personnel who tried to stop them, news agencies reported. However, Sitaraman was able to continue her journey. During her visit to public distribution system shops in Birkur district, she asked officials how much PDS rice is supplied by the central government. She also questioned why the photo of Prime Minister Narendra Modi was missing from the shops. She was allegedly not satisfied with the response she received and asked officials to get more details on the matter. 
Sitaraman is touring Zahirabad parliamentary constituency in the state as a part of BJP's Parliament Pravas Yojana. And besides Kamaredi, she will be visiting Baswada and other areas as well. Listeners, if you are aware, a while ago the Information and Broadcast Ministry had issued an advisory to news channels to refrain from communal dog whistling. Well, this is not verbatim from the notice, but the essence was to curb the flagrant disregard for communal harmony by airing inflammatory messages against certain communities on these channels. But as it appears, the advisory does not apply to the government's own media house, Doordarshan. Earlier, Anurag Thakur had claimed DD channels have maintained an evil level in their categories as compared to private channels. Is this claim of quality content rooted in fact? Are DD channels on par with private players? From headlines like Jharkhand ka Islamikaran to Absanatan Dharm Nishane par, not only are the show's content targeting religious minorities and opposition parties similar to the news telecast on top private channels, it mirrors their style as well. Read my colleague Basant Kumar's report titled DD News Shows Bring Anti-Muslim and Pro-BJP Flavors of Private TV Channels to State Broadcaster on Newslaundry.com to find out more about the shows. If you like the report and want more ground reports, exclusive podcasts and a lot more, consider subscribing to News Laundry. News Laundry is a completely ad-free platform, which means we don't take ads from the government or corporations. Our news is completely independent from the pressures and censorship related to advertiser money. So if you want to be a part of our ad-free model and support independent journalism, go to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from as low as Rs 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. A week after an FIR was registered against Lingayat Mat chief Shivamurti Muruga Sharanaru has been finally arrested in Karnataka, news agencies reported. He was accused of sexually assaulting two minor students. Sharanaru heads the Jagadguru Muruga Rajendra Vidya Peet in Chitradurga in central Karnataka. Several Dalit organizations had staged protests on Thursday demanding his arrest. During the protest, Bharatiya Dalit Sangharsh Samiti founder H. Prakash Biravara blocked the car of Chitra Durga Deputy Commissioner. Prakash said that everyone knew that the seer was sitting inside the mat. He also said that it was clear that police had succumbed to pressure. The religious guru is now in a 14-day judicial custody. However, he complained of chest pains today and has been admitted to a hospital. On August 26th, Mysuru police had lodged a complaint against Sharanuru under the POXO Act and IPC Section 376 relating to rape. The complainants, who were students of the school run by the MUT, told members of the State Child Welfare Committee that they were sexually assaulted between January 2019 and June 2022. The case was later transferred to the Chitradurga police. While Sharanuru had applied for an anticipatory bail on Thursday, the court had adjourned the hearing to Friday. However, he was taken into custody late last night before the hearing could take place. Though he has reportedly been arrested, the police will seek his remand in Chitradurga court today. Before his arrest, Mutt Hostel Warden Rashmi, who was one of the five people named in the FIR, was detained by the Karnataka police on Thursday. She was questioned based on the statements given by the minor girls before a magistrate 
under Section 164 of the Code of Criminal Procedure. Sharanaru, however, maintains that he was framed in the case. The Supreme Court today issued a notice to the central government on a petition seeking directions to the centre to frame rules, regulations and guidelines to effectively mitigate the problem of overpopulation. The petition was filed by Dandi Swami Jitendranand Saraswati, General Secretary of Akhil Bharatiya Sant Samiti. The petition states that the population continues to grow, but natural resources are limited and cannot sustain the population growth. A bench of Justices K.M. Joseph and Rishikesh Roy sought a response from the government and tagged the matter along with similar pending pleas. The PIL also claimed that the state cannot look another way when there is a drastic increase in unemployment and poverty, limitation of food supply, healthcare facilities, etc., news agencies reported. The plea stated that overpopulation was the most significant factor adversely affecting the quality of life of millions of citizens and causing problems for the country. Furthermore, the plea requested to declare the first Sunday of every month as Health Day to spread awareness about overpopulation and for distribution of contraceptive pills, condoms, vaccines, etc. to economically backward class and below poverty line families. The petitioner said that basic fundamental rights under the constitution will remain elusive unless the central government gives due consideration to the proposals made by the National Commission to review the working of the constitution to mitigate the problem of overpopulation. Myanmar's former leader Aung San Suu Kyi was found guilty of electoral fraud today and consequently sentenced by a judge to three years in jail with hard labour. Suu Kyi was removed from office after the Myanmar Janta took over the country in a military coup conducted last year. The coup had come shortly after Suu Kyi had won the general elections by a landslide. In a new hearing today, she was found guilty of committing election fraud during the November 2020 general election. Since the coup, Suu Kyi has been slapped with several cases on charges of corruption and has already been sentenced to more than 17 years in prison. This information was passed to news agencies under complete anonymity as they feared being punished by the military authorities who have restricted the release of information about Suu Kyi's trials. The trial supposedly took place at a prison in the capital by a special court. The country's overthrown president, Win Mint, and the former minister of the president's office, Min Thu, who were co-defendants in the case against Suu Kyi, also received sentences of three years. Brief update from the world of space exploration. NASA announced last evening that it will be proceeding with its schedule to launch the Artemis 1 moon rocket on September 3rd. NASA originally tried to launch its Artemis 1 mission on August 29th, but called it off due to a problem with one of the rocket's four main engines as well as other technical issues. Officials said weather is expected to be favourable tomorrow with a 60% chance that conditions will permit the launch. The Artemis 1 mission will be the first major flight in NASA's plan to return to the moon, including sending the first woman and the first person of colour to the lunar surface by 2025. Artemis 1 is aimed at testing out the Space Launch System Core rocket made by Boeing Co. and the new deep space crew capsule called Orion that was developed by Lockheed Martin Corp. The Orion will be uncrewed. Missions to send people back on the moon will follow in the coming three years. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow.
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.